learn how to make it simple. It's really not that complicated. All the marketing makes it super complicated. But like when it comes down to it, it's really not that complicated. It's like eating food your body can digest. And that's what I call real food. And the minute that I figured that out, like my life did change because all of a sudden, the only question I had to ask myself was like, is this real food or is it not? And if it was, then it was great to eat. If not, and I was like, all right, then I'll just keep looking. And that just simplified everything. Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm your host, Marie Wold, health and fitness influencer, coach, and lifestyle entrepreneur committed to educating and empowering women to become their very best selves. Each week, my guests and I are proving that with hard work and the right mindset, absolutely anything is possible. We are here to bring you not just inspiration, but also actionable takeaways that you can use to create a life that you love right now. We're talking all things personal development, including health, fitness, confidence, relationships, and so much more. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's jump into today's episode. You're listening to episode number 77 of the Grinding Be Grateful podcast and the last episode of 2019. How freaking wild is that? I cannot believe this year is over. 2020 is starting in literally tomorrow at the time this episode is going up and I am just so excited to kick off 2020. 2019 has been an epic year of growth and learning and challenges and connection for me. And I have so much to be grateful for, but at the same time, I'm also ready to close this chapter and get a new one going. And I hope that you're feeling the same. One part of pretty much everyone's New Year's goals and thoughts and reflections um, is about wellness. And we all know that food is a huge part of our well-being and how we can take care of our bodies. But I also think that we can agree that simple and food or simple and nutrition don't always go hand in hand in your brain at least like it can be difficult to make food simple or find an easy clear way to approach nutrition in a way that feels good and nourishes us and reflects our goals and how we want to show up in the world right right? It's not that easy. Easier said than done for sure. But today's guest is going to help us actually make things simple. I sat down with my good friend, Sarah Adler of Simply Real Health. If you don't know her already, Sarah is a nutrition coach, healthy lifestyle expert, food blogger, top selling healthy cookbook author, now two-time cookbook author, real food lover, and like I said, the owner of Simply Real Health, a healthy lifestyle company on a mission to educate, teach, and inspire others to live their happiest and healthiest lives. And on top of all of that, she is also an incredible wife and mom to baby Noah, who is coming up on one year old, if he isn't already a one-year-old. But she is honestly superwoman, and her approach to eating and cooking and nourishing our bodies and our souls is just so refreshing, and she really helps make it something that is nourishing and easy, like dare I say easy about food and nutrition. 
you will see exactly what I am talking about in this episode. So regardless of where you're at in living your simplest, realest, and healthiest lifestyle, today's episode is gonna leave you feeling like you can live more fully and more freely than ever before and go into 2020 feeling confident about the food you're going to eat and how you are going to fuel and nourish that glorious bod of yours. If you have some wellness resolutions in 2020, you probably wanna make sure that you check out the Move Nourish Shine Collective. If you've been around on this podcast for a while, you've definitely heard of MNS. The Move Nourish Shine Collective is my signature eight-week group mentorship program where myself and our support coaches take a group of women through a 360-degree meaning holistic, all-encompassing transformation that includes eating well, moving your body, as well as doing that mindset work and self-reflection that is required to truly make a healthy lifestyle change. So if you're someone who is ready to ditch the fad diets, ditch the extremes, break up with all of the frustration and overwhelm when it comes to trying to live a healthier, better life, then MNS is for you. This is not a quick fix. This is not some overnight results gimmick. This is truly a lifestyle transformation that teaches you how to trust yourself, live fully, and find your definition of balance. We are all so different, so beautiful, so unique, and that means that cookie cutter plans and just handing over, you know, a a blueprint isn't really going to do much for you. So we teach you exactly how to build that for yourself because no one knows you better than than you. So if you're looking for a beautiful hybrid of coaching, support, community, and education, make sure that you keep an eye out for Move Nourish Shine enrollment to begin on January 6th. That is when the public, anyone not on the wait list, can start signing up. We start mid-January and it will be the best possible way that you could start 2020. So you can find out more on movenourishshine.com and be sure if you're listening to this before the that you've joined the waitlist. If you're listening to this after January 6th, make sure you go and submit an application ASAP because spots are limited and we are kicking off soon. Last but not least, let's do the review of the week. This one comes from Clarice Gomez and she says, awesome podcast, five stars. Marie, host of the Grind and Be Grateful podcast, highlights all aspects of wellness, personal development, and more in this can't miss podcast. The host and expert guests offer insightful advice and information that is helpful to anyone that listens. Clarice, short and sweet. I absolutely love it. Thank you so, so much for sending your love and support our way. You guys know that ratings and reviews are one of the absolute best ways to help our podcast reach new ears because they essentially help us climb in the rankings on iTunes and potentially even get featured on the iTunes homepage. That's one of my goals for 2020 is to be a featured or like new and noteworthy podcast because that would just help us get into the ears of so many women who are craving a message of balance and ambition and abundance. And that would just be like the best thing ever, right? So if you have been a listener of the podcast and haven't left a review of the week yet, please make it your new year's resolution (laughs) to leave us a rating and review over on iTunes um, or the Apple podcast app. Either one works. And Clarice, if you're listening, I would love to send you a wellness 
Mask Goodie as a thank you for sharing your love and support with us. So go ahead and DM me on Instagram with your address so I can send you a little surprise in the mail. And if you're not Clarice, by the way, by submitting a review on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app, um, you are automatically entered into a raffle to be featured as a review of the week and get a wellness goodie surprise package of your own. So take a second to do that. We would be forever grateful. And hopefully in 2020, we can just reach even bigger heights and reach even more women with this wonderful show. Hi, Sarah. Welcome to the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. This yeah, is so fun. me too. Guys, Sarah and I have known each other for a couple years and she has been on my guest list since this podcast came to life. And so I'm super pumped to finally have you on today as both like an inspiration for healthy living and holistic wellness and also as a friend. So um, are you cool if we, if we start off with a little rapid fire Q&A to spice things up? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, perfect. So when someone opens your fridge, what are three things that they are definitely going to see? Oh my gosh. Uh, this should be easy because I just did a video on it the other <laughs> week. Um, they will definitely see almond milk, which I'm trying to buy less of and make my own, but that doesn't always happen. Yeah. So it's always there. Um, they will always see a soup and they will always see dark chocolate, preferably mint dark chocolate with nibs in it. Mm. I'm a fan. Even if I have nothing else in the fridge, yeah, that's yeah. Right there. <laughs> like, I won't go to the grocery store until I'm out of chocolate, and then we have a problem. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what was the first thing on your mind when you woke up this morning? Oh, just so grateful. Mm, just, I love it. Just so grateful, like that I get to do this. Sometimes I, um, like, when there's a lot going on and things have been like in a pretty busy season for me lately. Um, sometimes and some mornings when I catch myself being like, oh, I'm like so stressed, like, oh, there's so much to do. It's so like came down, you know, stairs. And sometimes I just have to in one second can turn it around by being like, I get to do this, you know, yeah. like this is so awesome. Like have some fun, like stop being so serious about right. all these things. Like, like at the end of the day, I'm like, this is amazing, you know? Yeah, this is amazing. Also, like, you chose this is something I always remind mm-hmm. myself. Like, you literally have wanted this forever. Yes, it's so true. Yeah. Okay, what's the most exciting slash fun thing that you've done recently? Oh, well, I'm like a new mom, so the bar is pretty low lately. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, racking my brain. Uh, something fun. Hmm. I mean, it's all fun. I feel like, you know, it's just so much of life is just what is like the attitude that you bring to it. Yeah. And so even last night, like we haven't had, you know, like a date night or something really, cause I've been traveling a lot, but, um, last night, my little guy, he's almost a year old and, it was just like so fun sitting on the floor with him. We like kind of had the fire going and like sitting on the floor and he's like just learning to laugh and like kind of like plays jokes and like loves eating food. Like just the simple things. Um, I don't know, just kind of like bring me the most joy that it's not necessarily like, 
exciting, I guess, to other people. But I think just like being able to have a glass of wine with my husband and we're like trading off, like feeding the baby. Yeah. The baby being so funny. But savoring every moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's just like, oh, we're in like a new phase. He's no longer this, this like kind of just like blob, you know, (laughs) that we took care of. He had just like personality and like fun and funniness. So I think that has been the most... I guess exciting normal yeah. daily life thing. <laughs> no, that's totally exciting. And I I imagine I obviously am only a dog mom at this point, but I imagine yeah. that just watching them become their own little human is so cool and fascinating. Yeah. Yes, it is. It's so awesome. True. So <laughs> as a new mom and as an entrepreneur and as a wife, like that you have a lot on your plate. So I'm I'm imagining that your self-care routines have been become very streamlined so what is your favorite simple Mm -hmm. self-care hack lately Mm -hmm. you know I was just talking to somebody about this this morning of like I one of the things about motherhood that I was afraid of was that I am an entrepreneur and that I do I feel like for so much of my creative juice and so much of the way that I feel like I give to the world requires a really high level of self-care and Mm -hmm. taking care of myself and like eating well and working out and making sure my like headspace is good and clear and, you know, like working on my mindset all the time and having time to like journal and process and just such a slow processor of all, of all things. So you savor everything, including the process. (laughs) Yes. What a great way to look at it. Um, so I feel like, uh, you know, in becoming a mom, I was just like terrified of like, how am I going to, have the time and like, but the thing is that you always can make the time. And it's not even necessarily about the minutes it's or like how long it is. It's just about how much you're appreciating it or not. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, you know, like even taking a shower sometimes I'm like, this is the best, this is the best, you know, like I'm like <laughs> yeah. a hot shower, I have my, but I'll do things that kind of make it special. So like putting a couple drops of essential oil, like eucalyptus oil or something like it in the shower. And then I love, you know, I love, um, primarily pure. So they mm-hmm. have like the best face oil and I put that on in the shower and then it feels like a spa because I have like the hot washcloth over my face and I got like essential oils and like total time. It's like maybe six minutes or mm-hmm. seven minutes, but the feeling that it gives me, I feel like is just so kind of like re-nourishing on all levels. And so mm-hmm. if it's a, like simple shower, like honestly, even like workouts, instead of saying, I don't have time, they just have become like 20 minute workouts, you know, just purely where I'm like, it's better than, you know, at least it gives me time to drink water. It gives me time to like get my blood moving and to feel like even just mentally, I can disconnect for 20 minutes. And I always end up feeling like so grateful that I did it. And I always feel so much better when I do it. Um, But I think Truly also it's like has been so much of self-care is like asking for the help that you need and finding the space and time that you need and just not apologizing for it. Like Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter what phase of life you're in. Sometimes self-care just requires like standing up for yourself and protecting yourself and like being okay with like declaring the things that you do need to function and that it's not selfish. For sure. Um, And it's not something to feel guilty about either. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Okay. Last but not least, what is your favorite winter seasonal ingredient to cook with? Oh, 
Is it weird? The first thing that came to my head was like chocolate. No. <laughs> chocolate is an essential um, ingredient. Chocolate is an essential ingredient. I feel like, um, yeah, I mean, it's obviously always in my fridge. But um, just even more creative ways, I think that there's so many things that you can do. Like even like cocoa nibs, like sprinkled on top of a smoothie bowl, just like brings a little bit more joy and it tastes awesome. And there's actually just great nutrients like magnesium and, um, you know, like different properties of like real chocolate the real dark chocolate stuff Mm -hmm. all the antioxidants and minerals um that we need and to you know can span from that to like making your own hot chocolate i have um in my second cookbook this recipe for like healthy hot chocolate that uses Mm -hmm. dates as a sweetener um I don't know. I just feel like it's pretty versatile yeah there's something about maybe it's just this time of year where i'm like Mm, yeah like chocolate you can use in so many things it can even be in um even like a fajita sauce or a taco sauce more like a mole style Mm -hmm. and just kind of like that dark bitter flavor just goes really well I think this time of year when it's a lot more like cooked food and soups and stews and things that are kind of so comforting yeah totally Well, I'll definitely grab some chocolate when, when we get off. <laughs> um, but now that our listeners have already heard a little bit about your philosophy when it comes to Simply Real Health, let's chat a little bit more about like how you adopted and wrote or defined your definition of healthy and intentional. Because just by knowing you, I know that it hasn't always been simple for you. So what has that road been like? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I grew up just naturally kind of always being obsessed with trying to be healthy. And I don't know where that came from other than I just think I was maybe born that way. My parents were both um, pretty health conscious, not anything crazy, but like back in, you know, back in the day there, it really wasn't a thing, but they were like hippies in college and they kind of both like went vegetarian for a little while and, you know, were down to shop at like the local small Mm co-ops. And so that's what I kind of grew up and around was just like, that it was a conversation. It, it was something that was just a normal part of life and wanting to be healthy was a good thing. Um, but the older I got more into like middle school and then high school, it became something that I was so enamored with that I just became borderline obsessive with it, where I would just consume as much information as I could possibly find about anything that was, you know, anything that was out there and relating to being healthy. So whether it was like workouts, like the fitness magazines, like the women's health magazines, whether it was like just dietitian, <laughs> like books on like nutrition textbooks meant mm-hmm. for dietitians. Um, I read every single diet book out there. I read everything I could get my hands on. And I was like my own test case. So I would like read something, a certain diet, and then I would like try it out on myself. And yeah. I don't really know exactly what I was looking for, like other than just, I think, trying to be the healthiest version. But the older I got, and like, as you know, like as women, (laughs) when you are growing up, and you're kind of just in that awkward phase of life anyways, and you're like, insecure, and you're looking at what everyone else is doing around you and comparing yourself. And um, it was just in that, like, really, that season of life where, um, you feel like everything 
matters and everybody else has it easier than you. And Mm -hmm. I just became so obsessive that I like wouldn't want to go out to eat with my friends because they were all fine. It's, it felt like I was such the weird kid. Like nobody else was thinking about this ever. Yeah. All of my friends could eat pizza and just enjoy it. Like yeah. nobody else was like worried about it. But Super I relatable. Yeah. I just like, everyone was like, what's the big deal? Like, why don't, you know, just like eat the fries, eat the pizza. We're going to a movie. And I just like couldn't. And so Mm -hmm. it became something that like actually got in the way of my life. Um, But I just didn't know any other way. And it wasn't until I um, studied abroad in college and I went to Italy and it was a trip that I almost didn't take because I had so much anxiety about the food there. Like Mm -hmm. girls that were older than me, I was in a sorority. So girls that were older than me in my house would, would like come back and be like, Oh my God, it's amazing. Like all they eat is pizza and pasta and gelato. And you're like, that sounds like my nightmare. (laughs) Yes, totally. I'm like, uh, what do you mean? So like I, I went over there, I had a really hard time in the beginning because I was just trying to control the way that I knew how, which was like working out every day. Like nobody else really works out there. I remember running like in workout clothes and I would get pointed at and like laughed and made fun of Mm. because it was just not a part of their culture or what they do. Yeah. And um, I was trying to take all these tactics that I had learned my whole life of like, oh, eat half your plate or like count your calories or, you know, like make sure that you're doing blah, 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 whatever it was, whatever I was focused on at the time because it always changed. And I remember just a moment and it's a moment I like talk about in the book too of like, one day kind of looking up and looking at these two Italian women eating lunch and that they were just so calm and so present more so with each other, even though they were having some pasta and they had some wine and they also had salad too. You know, it was just like the most, it was such a different energy around sitting at a table, especially for two women that Mm -hmm. I had ever seen. And I remember thinking in that moment, like, I don't think I've had a meal like that in my life where I wasn't busy calculating or I wasn't busy counting or figuring out how I was going to burn it off after or, you know, like, and all of this happened and inside my head, none of my friends knew about it. Like even to this day, some of my best friends were on that trip with me and they were like, I had no idea, you know? So it was like such this, it was um, happening so much in my head, but I almost didn't realize that that was weird, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I started experiencing a culture in a place that was very just kind of back to the basics around their own food, where it's like, as Italians, they grew up just knowing that food is food. Like food comes from the earth. It comes from, you know, like the person who grows it down the street. Like they go to the markets that are small and they don't have massive grocery stores and they don't really have fast food. And And also that food gets to be pleasure too. Yes. Yes. They sit and they eat and they, you know, they have these like long lunches and people walk everywhere and they're truly just a little bit more um, present when they're eating and it's celebrated as a thing, whereas in our culture and growing up, I became like almost so disturbed that I was so interested and fascinated and wanting to be healthy, but yet I had never learned 
a basic foundation around food that made that possible. Like Mm -hmm. I was just going from one diet to the next or like one fad to the next. And I had no idea and no like benchmark way to determine like, is this actually healthy? Is this not like, so I always felt like I was chasing something. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I mean, you know a lot about my story as well. And like, I have found too that the more you're like, desperate to figure it out and the more you're desperate to like make it right or you know like achieve whatever we like thought we were trying to achieve the harder it is to get it like I kind of think of it as like trying to get attention from a cat (laughs) like a cat that knows that you're desperate for their attention will absolutely ignore you but like as soon as you're like oh it's whatever then like the cat's like oh I love you please pet me and so it's kind of like the same thing where like if you're so attached to the idea of like what's supposed to be happening and like so desperate to achieve whatever you're trying to achieve with food like the longer it's going to take for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Totally. I know that's like yeah. the weirdest analogy, but it no, but it makes so much sense. It's so true. And like, it's just something that like now has become my mission because as soon as I realized that there was like this whole other way to look at food that wasn't in a negative way and it wasn't about food as punishment or wasn't about food as like the enemy more, it was a, like food is this beautiful, great force in your life, you know, like Mm -hmm. learn how to make it simple. It's really not that complicated. All the marketing makes it super complicated, but like when it comes down to it, it's really not that complicated. It's like eating food, your body can digest. And that's what I call real food. And the minute that I figured that out, like my life did change because all of a sudden the only question I had to ask myself was like, is this real food or is it not? Right. And if it was, then it was great to eat. If not, and I was like, all right, then I'll just keep looking. Mm -hmm. And that just simplified everything. And so that's really like the mission that I'm on is just to help people understand that like food really can be simple. And Mm -hmm. when you are able to simplify that part of your life, the downstream effects that happen are also so simplifying in every possible way of like being able to actually tune into your body and being able to like pay attention to what it likes and what it doesn't like and what it needs. Like all of that comes from making this shift and transition to real food first because it takes away so much of the clutter and it takes away so much of the noise and the overwhelm that is around food, you know, and it just makes everything else easier. Right. Like we only have a set amount of like mental space, energy, like attention in any given day. And if food, you know, we eat at least like three times a day. If, if those three times a day are like taking up so much of our attention and our energy and like it's stressing us out, we have so little bandwidth left for like anything else. And so one of the biggest changes that I found when I like made peace with food and simplified my approach to food is like, wow, I have so much like so much room for activities, not to quote stepbrothers, but like there was so much other stuff in life that I could like think about and give my energy to. And I was like, wow, this is, this is amazing. Yes. It's so true. And like, you get to choose where you put your energy now, you know, like it's not, it's not being sucked up by things that don't matter. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So like you said, we're in a culture where like eating right, quote unquote, is made out to be super confusing. And like, there's a million new diets every year and there are all these fads. So can you give us a breakdown of what real food means to you? And I think like just explain it because I it, it's almost a concept where people are like, that's it. 
Like that's that's all. <laughs> like what do you mean? Like there's one one guideline. How is that possible? So can you just can you give us the breakdown? Yes, of course. So um real food in my definition is just food that has been around forever. It's like usually food that has one word to describe what it is. So if you like look around the grocery store, it's like potato, that's one word. Fish, that's one word. Steak, that's one word. You know, like beans, that's one word. Yeah. Um, you know, cashews. It's like whatever you're looking at, it usually doesn't have a label on it to begin with. That is usually a sign that it is real food. Um, so just straight and simple as that. But in modern day, we like there are also tons of things that do have labels on them and packages on them. It doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means you have to take a second look at what's actually in that food. So not the nutrition facts, which is something I had to retrain my brain around, like mm-hmm. was to cover, I had to physically take my hand and cover it up because I was just convinced, like, I'd be like, okay, I'll I'll do this thing on real food and I'll look at the ingredients. Like that's always where you want to start. And it should be something that's simple, normal, natural, like three ingredients, maybe five. There's no magic number, but just like that you could pronounce everything in there and Mm -hmm. that you could maybe, if you were going to make it at home, that you could find all of those ingredients in the store. Right. You were going to like go to a chemistry lab. Yes, exactly. So like the things you can't pronounce are usually the things that are man-made, like in a factory, in a, you know, some sort of lab. And so that's just a good sign to be aware of. And it's not that you can't ever have those things or that's bad food. It's just that it's so much harder for your body to process that stuff. And so you end up kind of like clogging the system, if that makes sense. Like, Yes, your body can handle some of that from time to time, but if that's what you're eating like for most of the time or that that stuff is in your life even daily, then it's a good, you know, it's a good chance you're just making it so much harder on your body mm-hmm. <laughs> than than it needs to be. And so that's just a really good way to start thinking about it. Like look at your ingredients first, no matter what it says on the front of the label, because there's no like legal rules or laws around what can be said or claimed on the right. front of like the Like natural food doesn't actually yeah. mean anything. Yes. And I always think like the more marketing or the more bragging or the more claims that they have on the front is almost like a red flag mm. to be like, wait a second, like what is actually in here? Um And the good news is that I really do think there is a way to have anything that you want to have. So this is not about like depriving yourself or like another form of a diet. This is truly like if you want to have pizza, great. Have pizza where the crust is made with like flour, water, salt, and there's real cheese on it and real sauce and whatever else you want to add. All those veggies. Great. If you want to have ice cream, like pick the ice cream brand in the store that is made with like whole milk, sugar, um, eggs, you know, vanilla extract, you know, three or four ingredients that you can recognize, your body will be able to recognize those as well. Um, And you'll be able to digest it so much better, you know, Mm -hmm. and so therefore you have so much more energy left over for doing all the other things you want to do in life instead of all your energy being sucked away by trying to just digest these food compounds and chemicals that are so much harder. So I always like to clarify that for people like this isn't about 
like another diet. <laughs> it's right. just about whatever you want to have, just upgrading it and making right. sure that at least you're doing high quality stuff. And the flip side of that is also that you then begin to like treasure it and actually enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's like nutrient dense food, which is the best type of food to be eating most of the time, like the food that's going to give your body stuff to help it function better. And then there's just like food that you want because you love and enjoy it. And I think both um, are needed and both like play a role in having a good relationship to food. So for that other stuff that's not nutrient dense, that's where I would go. Just go the highest quality you can find, the most real, the most simple, the most pure. Sometimes that means making it from scratch instead of pouring it out of a box. But either way, it just, it helps you kind of, um, you're, you're just becoming a little bit more mindful and aware of what you're doing and eating. And that helps you connect to um, the next step, which is like, how does that make you feel? You know, right. how does it make you feel when you're eating dairy? And how does it make you feel when you have more grains compared to less? Or are you somebody that does, you know, better with more meat or more protein than others? So those things like happen, but the first step always is just upgrading to real food whenever you can. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you like always make sure to say like, this isn't about demonizing certain foods and this Mm -hmm. isn't about making some foods good and some foods bad because like everything can have a place in a healthy diet. And like, I would even argue, and I'm pretty sure you're on the same page that like a balanced, healthy lifestyle does include like chocolate and happy hour and like eating out and enjoying yourself. And like when we try to eliminate those things, that's like equally as unhealthy as going way overboard on those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So true. So when you first, you know, started diving into simplifying and like eating real food, what were some of the immediate changes that you started noticing? And I guess you can also go into like your clients and the people that you work with, like what can people expect to experience once they decide like, okay, I'm going to go all in on this real food thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think one of the first things people start to notice is just like the freedom, like we're talking about the freedom in their headspace of like, Mm -hmm. oh, really? It's really this easy? Like, really? Yeah. Like, what's Um, the catch? (laughs) Yeah. What's the catch here? Um, I think the second thing that usually happens after that is that um, people's blood sugar just starts to stable out. And so that just creates such a more like calm, grounding experience. Like you make you have more patience, you have more energy, you're not like continuously crashing and always needing sugar or more coffee to prop you up or like craving more carbs or sugar, you know, it's just, it becomes this very kind of calm, peaceful feeling of like your blood sugar is actually stabilizing because you are eating such nutrient dense foods. Um, A lot of people are, you know, kind of like, Uh, undernourishing themselves in that if they're following um, any other type of plan or program, it can be like they're having a lot of empty things that like don't actually (laughs) nourish you in a lot of ways. And so I think it's just this very, um, I'm trying to think of a different word, but just, it's just a very settled feeling where you're like, okay, I can make better decisions. I can, you know, that, and then soon after that, what happens is like better sleep, um, 
and fewer cravings because mm-hmm. um, after about 14 days of eating real food, this is something that I like talk about um, in my group program is after it takes about 14 days for your taste buds to clear out. So um, that means that, you know, a lot of times with some of the processed food and processed health food, especially there are chemical components in them that actually coat your taste buds. And so you can't taste real food for real food. So Mm. like trying to go from processed health food where like the calories are right or the carbs are right or the protein, you know, whatever macros are right. But when you look at the ingredients, there is some stuff in there you can't recognize. Um, That's the stuff that makes it hard for people to eat like steamed broccoli and like it. Right. Because the might be covered with chemicals or sugars and it makes it hard for people to like enjoy Right. So after those 14 days, um, most people find that food starts to taste better. Like they may bite into an apple and be like, this is the best tasting apple I've ever had in my life. Like, oh my God, what's happening? You Mm -hmm. know, or like they start to like things that they didn't. So like even putting like some kale in a smoothie, whereas some people may find that is like way too bitter. They hate the taste. How can people do green smoothies to then being like, oh, actually, this isn't bad. So there is like a very much a physical component too that's happening as well. Um, And with what starts as physical stuff that makes it so much easier to want to continue, then is the stuff that leads into like more like emotional balance and more mental balance and just being able to like, um, you start to actually crave stuff that makes you feel good. So sleeping better, your energy, your mood, your patience, all of it is connected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's so much easier to like honor what your body needs in every other way. I find like when you're mm-hmm. nourishing yourself and listening to your body in that way, you just are so much more in tune with what you need, both physically and even like emotionally, energetically. Um, mm-hmm. That's something that I've noticed as well. Mm-hmm. It's so true. I know it's all connected. Yeah, definitely. And and I mean, food is something that like we absolutely need every single day. And so if, like if you're constantly, if that input is constantly something that's like bogging you down or like causing an inflammatory response or just not agreeing with you, like no wonder you're always tired and like no wonder you don't feel great when you wake up in the morning. Not that we all need to like pop out of bed every morning. That's not necessarily realistic, but like... <laughs> I don't, I don't know that a lot of people have ever experienced how good they're supposed to feel. Yes. And I think that for me, that was like the biggest aha. Like when I first like moved to real food or was doing the best I could, like it was just like this, I just had never experienced it before. Mm -hmm. I was like, I didn't know how bad I felt until I started to feel better. Like I didn't know all the things I thought were normal or not normal, like needing tons of coffee to wake up in the morning or always craving sugar after lunch or like never feeling like I was full, you know, like Mm -hmm. never, I just like didn't know that it wasn't normal to not feel bloated and to like, you know, just there's so many things like not get headaches. I used to get headaches all the time. I had no idea like why or Mm -hmm. that it could be connected to anything else but it's pretty amazing yeah (laughs) like when you think about it I'm like wow it just 
it, it can change so much. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if someone's listening and they're like, wow, this real food thing sounds great. Like, <laughs> I think I should try this, but it sounds also over, like, even though it's so simple, it's almost overwhelming because you're like, well, I need to like unlearn everything I thought I knew. And also I need to like overhaul my entire pantry and my entire Mm -hmm. grocery list. And so where do you recommend people start? Like just to get the first step. Yeah. So I, um, have two cookbooks out not to be like oh my stuff is the actual Um, solution no actually they're such good cookbooks so (laughs) please talk about them yeah so I it's it's just really the reason why I wrote yeah like so with the first book um it's truly to teach people like what real food is so like yes this is real food no it's not how you tell um and then how to start practicing that in your real life and then there's 150 easy recipes to get you started. Like you do not need to know how to cook. You don't need to know your way around the kitchen, like just a few basic things, um, you know, that a soup pot and like a knife and a cutting board, like you can make so much happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) for yourself just with those things. And, um, it's everything from like breakfast ideas, brunch ideas, like smoothies, soup, salad, make ahead dishes, like entrees, healthy desserts, healthy cocktails. So that literally for anything that you feel like, Oh, I don't know how to make this upgraded. I don't know what that would even look like if I was eating out. Um, that book helps walk people through like the basics and beginnings of eating real food and doing it in a way that's really easy. So like five ingredients or less, 20 minutes or less for most of those recipes, like real, like doable. Like this is anybody can do this. Um, yeah. And then this, the second book, which is called simply real eating is what I call like half cookbook, half life book. Um, because it is about, it's like the same style of recipes, but it really is all about how do you take real food and turn it into a healthy lifestyle that's sustainable and joyful and one that can last the rest of your life. Because that requires some more of like the mindset shifts and it requires some more like on the mental, emotional, like psychology side of things, Mm -hmm. setting yourself up for success. And so that one is just like we in with um, daily rituals, um, weekly rituals, seasonal rituals, yearly rituals that help kind of bring people back to themselves and help them get grounded and just reminding themselves of why they're doing what they're doing and creating these little acts throughout the day that don't require a lot more time, um, but just become better ways to sustain ourselves. And so whichever side that people feel like they need, you know, it's meant so that you can start with either book really. Um, but just depending on the piece that you feel like you might need more help with, which is like, you know, on the mindset side of things, on the rituals, on making this like sustainable and working through some of those things. Um, or is it just about, you just need practical ideas that you can like execute and you'll kind of figure it out along the way. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, both of your books are so great. And, uh, no, she's not paying me to say this, <laughs> especially I think the concept of the second book is so amazing because food is like I said, it's like a central part of our life, but it's also such a good jumping off point for like upgrading all the other areas of our life. And mm-hmm. I think once you start eating well and you like realize how much your habits impact how you feel, you like want to go on like a habit upgrade rampage and like upgrade <laughs> so everything true. else. 
So, it's so true. Yeah. Yes. And that's what we were talking about before is like, it is all connected. So as yeah. soon as you kind of become a little bit more intentional about what you're eating and like the habits that you have throughout the day, it's just only natural that that starts to happen with everything else. Like yeah. who you surround yourself with and what you're doing during the mm-hmm. day. And it just kind of clarifies so many other things. Mm-hmm. And also just breaking down like the misconception that eating healthy, like doesn't taste good or that it's boring mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people, they just have never branched out past like chicken and broccoli. Like that's their, <laughs> that's their yeah. perception of what eating healthy is. And mm-hmm. it's so beyond that. And I literally go through your cooking book and like drool over everything so people need to look at like check it out because they will totally like it'll it will reinvent or like challenge what they believe is healthy yes and that is my whole goal is to be like look like look at how many options there are look at how many ways you can do this look at how many ways that this is easy and can be fun and can be delicious and can be things that like other people in your house are going to like too, you Mm -hmm. know? So like, there's a lot of like unwinding of the stories and patterns and habits that we all think and think about when we think about like healthy food and healthy eating. So I think that definitely is, is a goal of mine for sure. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I got to prove you guys all wrong. This is really, we've been looking at this the wrong way. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's definitely an uphill battle, like just with Mm -hmm. diet culture and all of the marketing around like food and stuff like that, but we're fighting the good fight over here. (laughs) We're not stopping anytime soon. And I, I genuinely believe that like every single day we gain more ground and like more people start to realize how powerful it is. Mm-hmm. I know. I think so too. And it's funny now, like even like last night I was giving a talk to here locally in Seattle and um, I was like, as I'm describing my, the way that I was as a kid growing up around food, I'm like, but you guys, you have to understand that it was not cool back then. Yeah. You know, like now it is a cool thing. Like which, socially like, acceptable for sure. Goodness, yes. And like people think it's a, it's cool. It's trendy. It's like great to think about your health. Like back then that was not the case yeah. at all. Yeah. You know, so, so much truly has changed. I think in a, in a good way, like it's all progress. Yeah. Um, so Definitely. For sure. So we've talked about how like simplifying our food is definitely a this beautiful like ripple effect into other aspects of our life. And one thing that you're really big about is living generally, obviously not stressing too much, but living a more like natural non-toxic life in other ways. So can you share some of your biggest like aha moments with other areas of our of your life and simplifying those things? Yes. So I think the most obvious like one, once you start, um, you know, swapping and upgrading to real food, the next thing that starts to come and that you start to think about is like uh, skincare and beauty products. Mm -hmm. Because you start to realize like if you're looking at all these labels and ingredients and you start to look at some of those labels and ingredients, you're like, wait a minute, like Mm -hmm. I can't recognize any of these things, like what's happening? Um, So that is a huge thing. And I get questions about that all the time. And um, I think it's just important to talk about and important for people to be educated on because it's so similar to the world of food in that there's very little regulation and most of it's marketing. Mm -hmm. And like we just believe marketing because that's all we have heard and that's all we grow up and nobody's out there saying like 
oh, this could be dangerous for you, you know, because there's money to be made. So um, it's just one of those really good examples of becoming your own advocate. And that's what learning about real food does on the food side of things, but also like with beauty products and self-care products, like your deodorant and, you know, what you're using in the shower and even like laundry detergent and what you're spraying your counters with, like starts to go into household products and cleaners. And, um, you know, I think that it can be easy to get overwhelmed all at once. So you don't need to like put pressure on yourself to have everything cleaned and, you know, (laughs) organized and totally switched over. But I think it's like a eventual progression that happens for Mm -hmm. most people. And that progression could take a year. It could take a couple of years. I mean, for me, it's taken a couple of years to, um, find stuff that I like that is clean, that works just as well, that I enjoy as much. Um, and truly, just even in the last year, there were so many more options than there used to be. Yeah, I um, love it. Even in yeah, Target, you like walk down the aisle and there are 10 brands that are like up, like better ingredient yes. household products. Yes. So it's so true. So, I mean, it ranges from like that type of stuff to then even becoming more intentional with who you're surrounding yourself with, Mm -hmm. you know, like, are you surrounding yourself with people that, you know, lift you up, that challenge you, that real talk with you? um, Or are you surrounding and are you surrounded by people who play the victim in their life, you know, who are always blaming somebody else or complaining or just comparing or like that, that stuff too, like, talk about like an upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You will have so much less patience for that type of stuff and attitudes from people when you do start to take control of your own life and like how you want it to go and how you want it to be created because so much of it is really up to us. Right. How we want to, how we want to live. And that's something I think not a lot of people uh, recognize, but we do have so much of that power ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it's all, it's all a part of our environment. Right. And like, mm-hmm. I think it's so important to remember, like we're, we cannot be stronger than our environment past a certain point, like mm-hmm. maybe for, you know, the short term, but like over time, our exposure to things, whether it's physical, mental, emotional, like it will impact us no matter how hard we try. Mm-hmm. It's so true. Yeah. yeah. So it's just good to be aware of like all the things that you are surrounding yourself with and that do impact you, you know, because then you can make, take some steps to improve, improve some of those things and upgrade them. Mm-hmm. And also speaking about, speaking of um, being around people who are growth minded and don't play the victim and don't you know, have a negative outlook on life. Um, I want to talk mindset for a second because I think your mindset is so strong and so grounded and peaceful. Like I remember the first time I met you, you just had such a like grounded energy about you. And I was like, Sarah feels like the calm in a storm. Like we met, <laughs> we met at this mastermind retreat. Like we were in the same mastermind two years ago and everyone got there and were, was all like, it was kind of like frantic and hectic. And then like, I just remember meeting Sarah and she just felt calm, even though you were probably like nervous, like the rest of us, but just, just your like aura, it feels simple and calm and safe. So, um, <laughs> so that was like my first impression of you, but but one thing that like really sticks out about your mindset too is like it's all happening for you and not to you Mm -hmm. um so can you speak more to like the elements of your mindset that you kind of swear by 
Yeah. So I think that, I mean, you nailed it. It's like, it's just having this perspective that like, whatever is happening, you are being guided in a certain way for that experience. And so much of what you experience is just how you choose to react to it. Mm -hmm. Um, So even for things that may not be like, quote unquote, positive, or be like, oh, that's really annoying. Like I'm stuck in traffic, or this thing happened, or like, I always just like think about the example of like, there's an accident on the freeway and you're trying to get somewhere and you like, you have the choice of either being annoyed in that moment and like stressed out and like, you just like, it can ruin your whole day and, you know, but there's nothing that you can do to control it. Right. Or you could sit there and be like, wow, I hope that like whoever is in the accident is okay. You know, and like, I pray for their families and like, I hope that they're safe. And, um, also knowing that like, it's happening for a reason. So like, had you left five minutes before or five minutes after, or like that maybe you need a pause in your day because it's been so crazy and busy and just have a moment to yourself to Mm -hmm. just kind of like check in, like it's all how you see things. And so I always just try to have, I mean, I'm not perfect at it, but like trying to have that perspective of like, even when things don't go my way or the way that I wanted them to, to just be like, what is this here to teach me? Mm -hmm. You know, like, what is this here to show me, to teach me, to like, make me aware of, to remind me of, um, because I think a lot of times we just get into these, you know, especially as entrepreneurs of like, we have control issues and we, you know, like we, it makes us the best at what we do. And it also can be like one of the hardest things to go with the flow. So I think just that having that perspective of like, you know, always feeling like, and it doesn't matter like spiritually what you believe in um, God or the universe or whatever it is for you, but just the concept that you are always being guided and you are always being led and you're being shown things that you need to see and need to realize. And that just makes the whole process more um, just able to kind of take things in stride Mm -hmm. better. Yeah. I'm just trusting that a little bit more. Yeah. And you're so right. Like, it's such a practice. It's not something you're like, okay, I've nailed this. Like, I'm so good at (laughs) finding the silver lining in everything. It doesn't work that way. And there are, there's like always going to be times where you kind of revert back to like the victim mode or the negative place. Mm -hmm. But just being aware of that and like working on it has made Mm -hmm. such a difference for me and you too. And so, if I mean, other than the real food stuff, like I really hope that our listeners take that away as well. Yeah, it can truly be life changing, you mm-hmm. know, even like that one simple question or just a simple reframe um, can make such a difference. Mm-hmm. This has been such a great conversation. I feel like it's been really well rounded. And we end every single episode with our signature question, because this is the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. We always ask, what is one thing that you're currently grinding toward and working hard for? And what is one thing that you are hugely grateful for? Yes. Okay. So grinding towards working hard for is um, staying on the Amazon bestseller list yes. for the new book. Um, it sounds so just sort of like a vanity metric, but it is. No, it's amazing. Like for me, this this book has been in the works um, for three years yeah. now, which is just so crazy. And, um, but in order, you know, it's just people who find out about it is really like through me or if they find out through friends or, you know, hear me on a podcast, but like the general world population doesn't know about it. So it Mm -hmm. being on the 
bestseller list for Amazon is like such a thing that I'm like, that's been a goal of mine for so long. Yeah. And it did, it did make it on there the, yeah. couple, the first couple of days it got released, which is so exciting. But um, yeah, so that's something that I'm just kind of top of mind and, and just trying to convince people to leave ratings. Like I know that that's a, a huge thing with podcasts too, is like, yeah, um, people may love it and want to support you and they love the book or they love the podcast, but like the, you know, helping encourage them to be like, can you leave a rating? Yeah. I have no idea how much that means to a business person, a Seriously. small business owner. Like it makes all the difference in the world. So trying not to be annoying about that, but also like still continuing to ask. Yeah. Like, I mean, I just think people don't it, even know? like realize how much it helps like they're like oh it's yeah. like whatever it's not a big deal but it seriously means the world and makes such a big difference yes and I think like maybe if more of us talked about that that maybe it would you know I, I don't know normalize reviews normalize <laughs> hashtag <it>. normalize yeah. <laughs> reviewing um yes okay so that's something I'm grinding towards and then um thing to be grateful for I am just like like we said in the beginning, just rounding out my first year of motherhood. Mm -hmm. And it has been just an amazing year and a really just eye-opening year, I think, overall. Mm -hmm. And I just feel really proud, I think, of how how it's gone, just taking all of these things that I'm talking about and really walking the walk as yeah. I'm talking the talk yeah. and, you know, just in real life, day to day, hour by hour, there's so many things and parts about um, this phase of life that I feel like I have taken all the lessons from the phases of life before and really just like committed to taking care of myself no matter what and committed to showing up for my marriage no matter what and committed to wanting to run my business no matter what, even if it looks totally different. And I've had to ask for more help than I've ever been comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And just getting outside of my own comfort zone, I just, you know, coming up on that year mark, I'm like, wow, this has been such a growth year in so many ways that I didn't expect. Yeah. And um, I just feel so 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 incredibly grateful for that and for all of it you know yeah. good bad in between everything <laughs> that's beautiful I love it yeah. I love yeah. it well last but not least we've heard about the cookbook a little bit but where can people find you where can they grab the cookbook what should they search on Amazon tell us all the yeah. things yeah so my website is just simplyrealhealth.com and that's where you'll find the blog and I actually am doing like three different bonuses with the book um, for people who buy I don't know when this is going to air but people who buy before the new year um, I have three different bonuses that I'm offering one is a free four-week meal plan that goes like takes all the recipes in the books and coordinates them for you and has weekly shopping lists for four weeks and then I'm doing like a live workshop style through the book that cool. starts um, in 2020 as well to walk people through like the rituals aspect and how to create your own and yeah. what it looks like to do that for yourself and creating something that works for you. Um, and then we have the Simply Real Eating Cooking Club. Ooh. So that is a group, like Facebook group where people are cooking and sharing what they're doing and oh, the I things that they're it. swapping in and out. Yeah. So it's been really fun. Um, but if you go to the blog, all of the information is there for Simply Real Eating. And um, that book you can buy anywhere, wherever 
wherever books are sold, Amazon, um, or you can check um, IndieBound and look for your search for your zip code for small independent shops in your area that carry it. Um, and then the first cookbook is called Simply the Simply Real Health Cookbook. So awesome. that's also linked on my website and you can find that on Amazon as well. And then I'm usually just over on Instagram at Simply Real Health too. Perfect. I was like, you better not forget to, to plug your Instagram because <laughs> I know that was like a big thing is you had to grow your Instagram to get your book published. Yes. Get those followers. I know. It, oh my gosh. I know. And you helped me. Of it was course. Just, uh, of course so deserving (laughs) of all of the bestseller lists all the instagram followers because you're so awesome and i'm glad i got to finally share you with my people oh thank you marie you're the best it's so fun to chat Thank you guys so much for spending your time with me on the Grind and Be Grateful podcast. I'm so happy that we were able to hang out and share some good vibes today. It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take one second to share this episode with someone who you think would love it. And please leave the show or review on iTunes if you're enjoying it. Tell me what you think. Let me know what you want to hear more of. It would really help me out on my mission to educate and empower women to become their very best selves and create more content that you're going to love. Thank you again for listening and supporting the show. And until next time, don't forget to grind and be grateful, my friends.